Hey, what's going on, everyone? And welcome back to another episode of Trivia Rewrites. Got a handful of questions for you on this week's episode. We have a, well, we're going to talk a little bit about the election. We're not going to get political with it, but there were some interesting trivia questions that came from the results of the last week's election. We had a handful of sports per the usual. And, you know, if you're not a big fan of the election and tired of hearing, hearing about it, not a big sports person, don't you worry. We touch on a couple other topics as well. During the hot seat segment, we have my own hot seat, which is Salvador Dali, as suggested by one of you fellow listeners. Thank you so much. And also Studio Ghibli, Ghibli. We talk about how to pronounce it, as well as the background information and productions from the from the studio themselves, from the animation studio. And it was very interesting. Learned a lot, and I hope you enjoy it as well. If you have a topic that you would like to hear us discuss and ask questions back and forth about, please feel free to reach out. We can be reached at Trivia Rewrites on Twitter or email us at TriviaRewrites at gmail.com. I think I said at about 17 times in the last 15 seconds. Anyway, thank you so much for taking the time to listen in. Hope everyone's doing all right. Hope everyone's safe and everyone's enjoying, enjoying the change of the seasons. And without any further ado, let's get on into this week's episode of Trivia Rewrites. going you have uh wednesday the 11th correct okay <clears throat> welcome to trivia rewrites where we look at how the news is changing trivia today is wednesday november 11th 2020 i'm your host demo and this is my co-host hibs what's up man not much i'm back from my short vacation yeah so we're doing a little late recording here but you know, the people will get the episode when they get it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think we're going to have a have a riot on our hands. If every one of our listeners showed up at your or my house, I think it'd be a real problem. But It would be like a minor inconvenience. I don't know if it would be like a legitimate like. Yeah, it'd be like a issue. non-emergency police phone call. Yeah, it probably. would. Like, hey, guys, keep <laughs> it down best. a little bit. Not necessarily like a bring in, bring in a SWAT team. Like, nah, it'd be okay. Anyway, how was your last week? Sorry, we we just talked about me there for a second. No, it's all about you. I know, I understand. Um, it was good. Nothing to really report on. Just kind of hanging out, taking care of last minute wedding stuff, and getting all that taken care of. And yeah, your wedding's coming up in uh, just about a week here, right? Uh, yeah, eight days. Boom, bam. Not a whole lot going on on my end, other than other than that. Pretty easy. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, so this is a show where we look at the weekly news and we try to come up with trivia questions about it, whether a record has been set or something's happened for the first time in history. Uh, we will ask questions about that. But to start us off, Hibs, you have some This Day in History trivia for us. I do. Two, three, four questions for you, Demo. Three? Four questions. Four questions. Three, four. I was counting as I was talking. I apologize. Got it. Okay. <laughs> On this day, November 11th, 1620, a document originally titled The Agreement Between the Settlers of New Plymouth was signed. What is the more common and well-known name of this document as it is known today? Oh, I guess. Oh, the. Why can't I think of this? I should know this. The Mayflower Compact? That's it. Yeah, I don't know okay. why you're so you're so hesitant with yourself. You just kinda... well, I thought I was thinking something about Plymouth in the name, but no. Okay, go mm, ahead. Yeah. All right. On this day, November eleventh, sixteen seventy-five. Oh, Gottfried Leibniz demonstrated for the first time something that many would grow to hate, as he was able to find the area under a graph of y equals f of x, and thus introduced what series of mathematics? Um, series or branch or what do you call those uh, subgroup like Fourier series for for like fo yeah I know what you're talking about I have no idea how to do those anymore no Fourier, it's not that. that's okay go ahead give me another guess <laughs> uh we're talking about like a integral yeah there you go Inter integral calculus oh okay when you said series I guess it was things it had series and then like yeah, I I realized that I I forgot I completely forgot when I wrote this question that like a series is a 
part of mathematics. So I, so I try to like, mm. like series or subcategory or division or oh, the I division's see. Okay. also mathematics. I don't know, man. Um, yeah, it's weird to think that integral calculus is younger than the Mayflower Compact. I guess, yeah. I mean, I, but also at the same time, like, is mathematics is mathematics like fire? Like, you don't you don't invent mathematics; you discover. See, it, right? this is the kind of that's like philosophy you're getting into now. I don't know. Oh, Some yeah. people think it's like, yeah, it is. Mathematics is this thing that's always existed, and we're just discovering the facts that have always existed. Whereas, like, the other side of that theory is. Or the opposite of that would be like, we've invented these theories to explain the universe. So it's like, we're creating mathematics? I don't know. I mean, hard-hitting questions. We'll look into it. On this day, <laughs> November 11th, 1750, the FHC Society is formed at the Raleigh Tavern in Williamsburg, Virginia, and the first college fraternity is formed. Mm. What does FHC stand for? Ooh. The Fraternity House Club. You got club, right? Okay. And fraternity, I'll give you partial credit for that. Fraternal? (laughs) FHC. This is a long one. I got a long explanation coming your way here. Go ahead. FHC colloquially colloquially stands for Flat Hat Club. Oh, okay. But FHC is a or flat sorry flat hat club is a backronym of fhc because yes like the actual acronym fhc is not known because it's only known by people in that fraternity like it hasn't gotten out out. it's a secret that's still within it Mm, okay but (laughs) the best speculation is that it stands for fraternitas humanitas et cognitio (laughs) Latin. Butchering. Yeah, absolutely Latin. It's not. What does that mean? Brotherhood, humanity, and knowledge. Uh. But the FHC was given the nickname Flat Hat Club because of the fact that many of the members were rocking the mortarboard cap. Mm. Oh, okay. Which Got is it. the also the same. Uh, it's like the, it's like, that's like the cap that you wear at graduation. Yeah, like the square. That stupid little. Yeah. Which I. I always thought that was just some weird graduation thing. Like, yeah, who would actually wear that outside of something? Right. I mean, like, how had to come from somewhere, I guess. I guess, but like that, it provides no shade. Like, most hats are worn to provide protection. Well, there's like sometimes, but in the past, you know, people, you know, women wore fancy hats that were just like for dress or whatever. I guess that's true. Yeah. It it used to be more of a, uh, fashion icon accessory exactly but yeah the first fhc was the first college fraternity cool i'm not gonna read the latin latin words again (laughs) no no we we got it (laughs) and your final question on this day november 11th 1889 the united states admits another state to the union the 42nd state to be exact what was the 42nd state added to the united states 1889 Mm mm-hmm Hmm. 42nd. I don't know. I'm just guessing here. New Mexico. Oh, interesting. It is my current home state of Washington. Oh, wow. I didn't realize yeah. it was that late. That's kind of crazy. You didn't realize it was that late? Yeah. Because like, I know California became a state in 1850. So it was almost mm-hmm. 50 years later until Washington became a state, which I don't know. That seems late to me for Washington, but yeah. what do I know? Here we are. <laughs> Don't take it up with me. Take it up with Wikipedia. Very good. Very good to you as well. Nice nice performance. Nicely done. Uh, well, sticking with Washington yeah. here, we're going to move on to the trivia rewrites portion of the show. So this is the topical portion. Uh, but I've got a question for you about sports. Several questions about sports. But the first one, uh, for the first time in the history of the AP poll, which college basketball team has opened the season ranked number one? And they are based in your current home state of washington ah uh what does ap stand for associated press uh uh um i'm just trying to think of any sort of washington basketball college uh Mm. washington university washington (laughs) it is not the university of washington or washington state it is gonzaga oh yeah 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 yeah. gonzaga spokane Mm -hmm. so gonzaga 
currently has the fourth longest active streak of appearances in the March Madness tournament, the college basketball tournament. Right. Okay. Do you, can you name any of the three teams in front of them? For the so most? They've, they've, they have made the tournament for 21 consecutive years. There are three teams that have longer active streaks. Okay. I can't, uh, I'm probably not going to be able to name like the actual teams, but I got, I got a couple of good <laughs> guesses. I would imagine. I mean like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, I have a handful of guesses. I'm not going to be able to be like, Oh, one, two, three. Um, if you name your handful of guesses, you'll probably get it. I'm going to guess Duke. They're always up there. Duke 24 years. Yep. Okay. Very the good. Tar Heels, North Carolina. So they actually had the second longest streak of 27 years from 1975 to 2001, but they, they, didn't make it in 2002, so they, their streak is not currently oh, one of the okay. longest active. Who else is usually up there? Um, See if you can get the top one. Because, it, yeah, it's, it's got to be North. You probably played them in college. I mean, if we played them, then either, I would guess, OU or Texas? Nope. Who's a bigger basketball school in the Big 12? Oh, no. Um, A&M? I mean, no, they're not, <laughs> nope. they're not Big 12 anymore. Um Kansas. Yes. There you go. Kansas. 30 years. They've made the year the tournament every year since 1990. And they have the longest the longest streak of all time, but it's still active as well. Wow. So there you go. When will they stop? Yeah. How did they do that for this past year? Did they just like, is it a wash? Did every, are they like counting as everyone made it or no one made it? The tournament didn't exist. So they've made the. You didn't not make it because there wasn't a tournament. They, they didn't miss it. Right. right. Okay. You said you had a sports one. Do you want to do, do that one? I do have a sports one. All right. Uh, so this past week, Emily Harrington became the first woman to complete Ooh. a rock climbing route. On The route was titled Golden Gate, mm-hmm. and she completed that route in 24 hours, uh, a route that is found on what famous rock that is well-known by those in the climbing community? Wasn't it? Um, I think it's, uh, isn't it El Cap? El Cap, yeah. El Capitan. Yeah. Yep. Um. Three others have been able to do this. Can you name any of them? Alex Honnold. Yeah, that's a solid guess. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> I don't know the other two. <laughs> if you know Alex Honnold, you might know the other one. Isn't it? Yeah. I, I saw... His buddy? It, I, yeah, but yeah. I don't know. Um, as I'm reading this now, I'm kind of confused because the three others, according to that article that I was reading, it was Alex mm-hmm. Honnold, Tommy Caldwell, and then Lynn Hill did it back in like the 90s. Mm-hmm. Unless I'm just assuming that Lynn Hill is a... I'm pretty sure Lynn Hill was a woman, so I don't know why my my question of Emily Harrington becoming the first woman, unless she was the first woman to do it under 24 hours, and then I think Lynn Hill was the first woman to complete that route. I think that, could that be. is it. She's the first... This Emily Harrington is the first person to do any part of El Cap in 24 hours? Like, just... To do the Golden Gate route. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. Did she do it without ropes, or was it just like... No, she... F- so she free climbed it. It wasn't so it wasn't a free solo, but it was cool. She was the first woman to free climb the That's what it was. Golden yes. Sunrise. Golden Gate. Golden Gate root. Root up El yes. Cap. Yes. Okay. First to free climb. Not the first woman. Got it. Not the first okay. woman to complete. I do apologize. I misspoke okay. there. Yes. Very good. All right. Okay. Uh more sports. Got more sports. Why not? Uh after blowing a 10-point lead to the New England Patriots on Monday night. Which NFL team is 0-9 for the first time in franchise history? Ooh. I think I've watched... I, I watched the second half of the Cowboy game like a month and a half ago, and that's the only the only football I've watched all season. So, first time in franchise history, 0-9. I'm going to guess like the Houston Texans. It is the New York Jets. Oh, okay, okay. Interesting. So nine losses in a row for the Jets, but that's not the worst <laughs> season in NFL history by far. No. Um, can you name the team with the longest losing streak in NFL history? Isn't it the Dolphins? I don't know. You tell me. My guess is the Dolphins. Final answer. It is not the Dolphins. The Dolphins are known for having a perfect season, actually. The only only team to do that. Um, but also like five years ago, they don't think they won a single game. Well, so the Tampa Bay Buccaneers hold the record for most consecutive losses with 26 over. They were an expansion franchise in 1976, and they went 0-14, and then they proceeded to lose their next 12 games of the next season. And then 
recently, the Detroit Lions lost 19 games from the 2007 to the 2009 season. That'd be so painful. How do you how do you stay a fan of that? Why you are they don't. always the coldest? You don't. You don't. Why are they? <laughs> what? I just feel like, I mean, the Detroit Lions always have the coldest games, and mm. they play indoors, so they're not that cold. I don't know what I'm thinking of then. The the Browns recently went 0 and 16 as well. If if that was maybe what you were thinking of, but anyway, one more sports one. What are you looking at? I'm looking to see what year the Dolphins were garbage. I mean, they've always they haven't been great in a long time, but I guess I'm thinking of the 2007 season where they went 1 and 15. I don't know why I'd be thinking of that. My memory is not that good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they've been bad, but they haven't been like really really bad for quite a while. Um, <sighs> Final sports yeah. question. Move Here on. we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, typically held in April, this Thursday marks the first time that which golf tournament will be held in November? The Masters. The Masters on CBS. Yeah, the Masters at Augusta National will be held in November for the first time. And the first round was there on Thursday. Yep. They also announced a change to the cut line in previous years, the lowest 44 golfers would make the cut like the the final two days of the tournament and in addition to that if anybody was in 10 shots of the leader they also made the cut okay but this year they're getting rid of the 10 stroke rule and they're just taking the lowest 50 including ties and then everyone else is get cut interesting i don't know if that's interesting but because that 10 stroke rule has been in effect since the tournament started but they're getting rid of that now gotcha yeah i think golf's a lot like I just think golf is a lot like our government in the sense of like, it's the way it's always been done. We can't change the rules. Yeah. And it's like, well, why yeah. can't you wear shorts? Why you got to wear pants all the time? Yeah. It's one of those like, there's a lot of traditional and like weird yeah. rules and stuff. It's kind of like baseball. Baseball's like that too. There's like right. a lot of it's weird better traditions. Analogy. and It's a much better comparison. Well, I mean, golf's like that too. I, yeah. I don't think it's better. But yeah, they had to do that because uh, there's not a lot of light because they're holding it in November rather than in April. Oh, true. So they're worried about getting uh, a pace of play. Yeah, having so many golfers. So, so they're making removing the cut rule that they used to have to uh, make it just fifty. You've been hitting. Well, the, you've been getting more into golf lately. How are you hitting them recently? We talk about that. pretty Well, frequently. I golfed twice this past week, and I did not hit well. Oh, but you know, it was my first time on the real course in like over a year. So, you it's know, a big difference between the course and the range. Yeah, yeah you gotta. Yeah. I'll get better. <laughs> Look at better. <laughs> hey, that's, that's yeah, that's the spirit. That's the right. You gotta thought. practice. Absolutely. Practice a lot to get better. But um, okay, what do you what do you what do you want to go to now? I have a slew of political questions. Obviously, yeah, we just we just talked about our politics, so let's yeah, stay on that. Maybe let's just move on into that. Um, so both Donald Trump and Joe Biden um, received records amount of votes this past week. As mm. you know, it was a record setting election with the amount of participation. Yes. Can you tell me the uh, candidate who set the record for most votes received prior to both Joe Biden and Donald Trump? Wasn't it uh, Barack Obama? It was Barack Obama. That's correct. Mm. He was the most recent. And I guess now it's, I don't know. I, I try my best to stay away from politics because it's annoying me. But um, I don't know who received the most. I probably should have looked into that. But like, I, don't, uh, I think Joe, Joe Biden. It was he like he received the most. And then, okay. Yeah. Yeah, if we're talking like national popular vote. Right, yeah, yeah. Not Somewhere like around 78 million was right. what he got. So I think okay. Obama had like in the past like 70 some million was uh, 69,498,516 is the exact number for Obama. But mm. so now it goes Obama, Trump, Biden as far as the record of most votes received. Mm. Um, I have two more quick political questions, voting yeah, related questions. Do you want to okay. just... Yeah, let's do it. Blow through them. Uh, voters, in Arizona, voters in Arizona were a part of a voting scandal that would lead to a lawsuit being filed, which was later retract, retracted uh, because of what name brand marker that was used by some voters to fill out their ballot? Um, Sharpies, I think. Absolutely correct. Yeah. Uh, what other this, name brand marker is there? I don't know. I just was trying to word it in a way that was like, what did no, they yeah. use to fill out their ballots? No, I got it. Um, Oh, Not sponsored by Sharpie. We should be. Yeah. I take notes of Sharpie. <laughs> I never mess up. Um, 
Oh. The pen practically writes itself. I don't yeah. even have to do anything. It's amazing. It's the best <laughs> pen on the market. Um, yeah, I mean, quick one, easy one. Moving on to the next question, your final uh, voting-related question from me. What state has become the first state in the nation to decriminalize the use and possession of any and all drugs? Oh, I don't remember whether it was, I think it was Oregon. Oregon. I'll say Oregon. Oregon, final answer? Yes. <laughs> Oregon is absolutely correct. I almost said Washington, but I... I'm, I'm going to assume we're not far behind. I imagine the only reason that we're not there yet is because they didn't think about it. It'll be on the ballot. And like, <laughs> they didn't think about it. <laughs> just... I bet they're going to be like, oh, Oregon, great idea. Let's do that here. All right. But also, like, you can walk around downtown Seattle and you step on heroin needles. Like, I don't think there's a whole lot of enforcement going on. Well, you right kind of don't want to be the first either because, you, you know, Oregon does it and then you kind of see how it they handle it going forward. And then you can, with your law, maybe make some changes to make it better. So maybe better off waiting. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to weigh in. I think it's a great idea personally, but, um, we'll stop there with, I don't want to, I feel my, I, I got one leg on a soapbox. I'm just going to pull yeah. that down before I jump up there. Hibs is Hills. Hibs is Hills. Well, stick, sticking with kind of the presidential election, I've got one about social media. So let's just do that one. Beautiful. Uh, in the wake of the presidential election, which social media app has topped Apple's app store for the first time? For the first time in like the subcategory of social media or just like the f- uh, It was the top downloaded top app. app. Yes. And it's not one that it's kind of a new social media. So it's not one of the big guys that exists already. Oh, a new social media. That's what we needed. I was just thinking like what could make this world a better place? More social media. Yeah. More echo chambers. More, <laughs> more idiots accessing the internet. Oh, man. It's not, I mean, Twitter's going to be my, my guess, but you said it's not one of the mm. big guys. So It's, it's an alternative to Twitter is what it Twatter? described. No. Oh. So, well, if, it's just a name. So, if you don't know the name, then. Yeah, I don't know the name. It is called Parler, spelled P-A-R-L-E-R, but it's described as an alternative to Twitter and it's popular amongst people that have been banned from like mainstream social media. Oh my gosh. Or, or people that oppose like the moderation that's been going on with some social media posts. Oh, man. I cannot wait to download that bad boy. And then according to Wikipedia, it says posts on the service often contain far-right content, anti-Semitism, and conspiracy theories. Oh, I'm in. I'm in, folks. According to Fox Business and the research firm Aptopia, they said downloads for the platform topped 300,000 over the past week. And in the week prior to that, it had been downloaded 150,000 times. So it's blowing up right now. Oh, man. Parlor. You have... One more? I have one more. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Do you have any? Because uh, well, let's bring it up with some good news. Let's. Okay. Sure. Nonpartisan. I don't know that that was news. bad news, but it's just. Well, not just not that topic itself, but just no like, politics. All right. No politics. Nothing. After forty-five years, what animal native to North America and known for its cooperative hunting and social nature has been removed from the endangered animals list? as the population of this animal is estimated to be over 6,000 in the contiguous United States. Mm, some kind of wolf? Sure. What kind of wolf? Can you tell me the exact? Gray wolf? The gray wolf is no longer on the endangered species list. Oh, good for them. Damn. Yeah, they're out there just having sex, <laughs> not getting hunted. <laughs> I mean, by uh-huh. definition, that's how you get off the endangered species list. Yeah. But I wonder if like they'll be removed. They're they're set to be removed in January, so I wonder if it's like open season. I doubt it. No, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, you'd still need like a permit, probably to hunt it. If you probably just why? probably a lot of the fines are going to go away. Anyway, wolves, wolves. Well, how do you say it? I mean, it's definitely wolves with a V. But how do but... you say it? Because see, v- I wolves? I know that I I sound like a uneducated individual whenever well, I talk about well, individuals. Wolf and then wolves is with a V, right? But I say it in like the same sound that a dog makes. Oh, like dude. I say wolf, wolves. Wolf. Oh, you say wolf? I, I say yeah. wolf. Yeah, it's terribly incorrect, but that's just how that's, that's how I choose to pronounce it. Parlor parlay, alternate mm. pronunciation. I think. Yeah, I mean, there's clearly an L in there. Yeah, I'm just gonna make this the last question. So here sure. we go. Tran- transportation. Choo choo. For the first time this past Sunday, which high-speed transportation technology concept made its first test journey carrying passengers? 
And to uh, describe it a little more, it's a it is like a like a hyper tunnel or something like that. You're close. It's not hyper tunnel. Hyper like <laughs> bridge. I don't know. It's called the loop. Hyper yes, hyper loop. Hyper loop. Yeah. Virgin okay. Hyperloop made its first journey carrying passengers. Hyperloop, it's a it's a train. I think it's a maglev train in a If you tube. say tunnel, okay. <laughs> in like a, well, yeah, it's a tunnel or a tube, but it's above mm-hmm. ground that has a vacuum in it. So the oh, train can right. travel really fast because there's no air resistance. Right. Kind of a concept that's been around for a really long time, but this is the first one that's made any real world uh, progress. Anyway. Uh, they had their first test with people. <laughs> yeah. The test pod, the test pod reached only a hundred miles an hour, but the the final system will be capable of speeds up to six hundred miles an hour. Uh, that's a jump. Yeah, hyperloop. Maybe coming to a city near you. I just hope that they they work the same way as like like it would be awesome if it was like a subway system. I know I know yeah. that's like many years down the road, but like right to where it's that quick. Like that's the whole point of fast travel. If you have to spend three hours getting there you know, right like, yeah i think I this would kind of be more of a in competition with like planes because it's it'd be like city to city travel rather than like right i meant i meant i meant more like i wish it, i hope it's like a subway in the sense of like you show ease up of use your train is at 1104 you show up at 1103 you get on the train you're gone not right. okay everyone load up okay. yeah it's probably gonna be more like a plane Ugh, gross <laughs> awesome for science but all right we're gonna move on now to the special portion of the show the special hot portion. seat the special portion <laughs> no other show does anything like this it's so no unique. one has a special portion the hot seat segment so this is where hibs and i have each chosen a topic and we've studied that topic and our co-hosts are going to ask us questions to see how our newfound knowledge has paid off yeah. not just so, any topics either Listener suggested topics. These we these topics these that we selected. This week's topics were both suggested by listeners. Your topic, Hibbs, do you want to talk about it? My topic is Salvador Dali, the artist. Su- suggested by Superfan Zach, I believe, on Twitter. Superfan Zach, I believe that is correct. Um researched him a little bit, read it read his Wikipedia article, looked at some other facts on him. Don't want to get too much into them. I've started a couple facts that in case we don't touch on it on your questions to me, I can bring up because the dude was an interesting fella to say the least. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, tall, slender man for his age or for the time. And yeah. for the time. <laughs> okay. I mean, everything's like he was like everything, like everything I read was like, oh, he's tall. And he was like 5'10". It's like, I mean, it's not super yeah. tall. Anyway, um, before we get into the questions, I just want to say, Salvador Dali. <laughs> I love how many of our transitions end with you going, anyway. Well, sometimes I don't know how to transition into what we need to do next, so I just sure. throw yeah. that in there. It's great. Salvador Dali has a long and interesting life and a very long Wikipedia page, and there's a lot of books and things that you read about him. I'm not going to touch on his entire life. I just thank you, sir. skimmed through and pulled out things that I thought were interesting and kind of highlights that. If someone asks you about Salvador Dali, these would be some interesting facts about him. So, let's get someone into it. Someone call them trivia facts. Trivia facts, yeah. Your first... Oh, Hibs. You are on the Salvador Dali melting hot seat. Oh, Here we go. You did there. Question one. Yes. Salvador Domingo Felipe Jacinto Dali Domenic, the first Marquis of Dali du Pobal, was born on May 11th, 1904. In which autonomous community on the northeastern corner of Spain? Well, before I get to the answer to this question, I would like to say <laughs> beautiful pronunciation. That rivals, that rivals my Latin pronunciation at the top of the show. How dare you? That was that was eloquent. It was I felt like I had been transported to Spain. However, to answer your question, I believe it was uh it's Catalino or Close, yeah. Catalina or something something like that. I'm showing myself on the foot you here because it. I you're, read you're it. Close. And I was you're like, dancing around it. It is Catalonia. Catalonia, like Bologna. The, yeah, the language that they speak is Catalan, but the region is called Catalonia. Hmm. Uh, specifically in Figueres, Catalonia, which is a town. Mm-hmm. Yes. Anyway, uh, question two. 
Although he started out with works influenced by Impressionism and Renaissance masters from a young age, um, he moved closer to Surrealism in his late uh, in the late 1920s, uh, soon becoming one of its leading exponents. Perhaps his best-known work was completed in August of 1931 and is one of the most famous surrealist paintings in history featuring melting clocks. What was the name of this 1931 painting? The name of that painting is The Persistence of Time. It is I The think. Persistence of Memory. Memor- memories? But cl- yeah, of memory. That's Close. right. Yeah. But yeah, if, if you've ever seen a Salvador Dali painting, it's probably this one. It's mm-hmm. like a desert landscape tree and then there's like melting three clocks i believe pocket watches clocks melting in the foreground next question i'm glad i come i almost said the <laughs> surrealists of time which would have oh. just been like completely wrong but also semi on the right page anyway in august 1929 dali met his lifelong muse and future wife she was a russian immigrant 10 years his senior who at the time was married to surrealist poet paul eluard Born Elena Ivanova Diakonova, she was all usually known simply by what name? I want to say it was Gala. Gala? Gala? Gala. Yeah. Gala. You got it. Yeah. Is Salvador Dali's wife, Gala Dali. Mm-hmm. Very good. Next question. We'll circle back to that if you don't follow up with that because okay. that's an interesting topic as well. Dali lived in France throughout the Spanish Civil War from 1936 to 1939 before leaving for the United States in 1940, where he achieved commercial success. He returned to Spain in 1948. This decision and his public support for the ruling regime in Spain at the time prompted outrage from many artists and intellectuals. What was the name of the dictator who ruled Spain in this period from 1936 until 1975? Oh, man bit of a tangential question but right 100 percent, and it's a fantastic question i i don't even have a guess for you that was one of those things that i read it and i was like surely demon won't ask me about that <laughs> so uh, his name oh but i mean you could word it and like it's like i mean it is it's the it's a leader who was essentially responsible for dolly being excommunicated by fellow surrealists so his name was francisco franco francisco franco yep francoist spain spain underneath his rule yeah yes next question (laughs) there are two major museums devoted to salvador dali's work the first is the dali theater museum in dali's birthplace of figueres spain in catalonia like we said right and the second is the salvador dali museum which is located in which florida city nicknamed the sunshine city I didn't know it was nicknamed that, but I'm pretty sure the city's name is St. Petersburg. St. Petersburg, Florida. Very good. Thank you. Uh, in 1980, at the age of 76, Dali's health deteriorated sharply, and he was treated for depression, drug addiction, and Parkinson-like syndromes, including a severe tremor in his right arm. Despite this, in May of 1983, uh, what was said to be Dali's last painting was revealed. The work was heavily influenced by the mathematical catastrophe theory of René Thom. However, some critics have questions how Dali could have executed a painting with such precision given the severity of the tremor in his painting arm. What was the name of this 1983 painting, which is reported to be Dali's last painting? Right. I had a hunch you were going you were going here with a question. So I was trying to think of it, and I can't think... I can visualize it, which is... It's frustrating for me, but it also, I mean, that's just how my brain works. I'm more visual than I am. Anything else? Um, it's, oh, it's some sort of bird's tail. Mm-hmm. And it has like an interesting, and it has like a four word follow after that or something like that. Okay. And it's like the, the cardinal, is it the cardinal's tail or the the canary's tail or something like that? Something like that. You're close. It is a bird's name. It is called yeah. the swallow's tail. Swallow's tail. Dang it. Final question. Okay. In 1946, Dali worked with Walt Disney and animator John Hench on an unfinished animated film. In 1999, Walt Disney's nephew, Roy, unearthed the dormant project and decided to bring it back to life. A team of approximately 25 animators deciphered Dali and Hench's cryptic storyboards and finished the film's production. The film premiered on June 2nd, 2003 at the 
Annecy International Animated Film Festival and Annecy, France. The film was also nominated for the Academy Award for Best Animated Short Film of 2003. What was the name of this 2003 film? I believe it was Demento. De... Yeah, Demento is my final answer. It is actually called Destino. 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 Yeah. Dang it. Span- Spanish for destiny. Right. Bummer. That's it. That's all I got. You're off the hot seat. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, let me see. Well, while it's on my brain, I want to see it. The... You were in all those questions, Hibbs. You were slightly off on a couple of the answers, but you you were there with all. Hey, story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. Partial credit machine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all my trophies are partial cre- or participation <laughs> trophies. Oh yeah. Also, uh, how'd you say you pronounced it? Gala, his wife. Uh, Gala. Gala. Gala? You gotta finish. It's up. not Gala. Not I think Gala. it's Gala. I think Gala. it's Gala. Um. I thought it was interesting that towards like the end of, of I guess his life, her life, he bought her a castle, mm-hmm. and he promised that he wouldn't visit her without explicit written invitation from her. Right, like sounds like a healthy marriage. Yeah, I thought you might ask me about his pet ocelot, uh, Baboa, B A B O U. He traveled the world with it, apparently, and. Uh, Oh, something else that I thought was interesting that he would do. Apparently, he would, every time, anytime he went out to eat, he would pay for his meal with checks, mm-hmm. and then he would draw on those checks, thinking that nobody would cash it because Salvador Dali drew on it. So, that was like his cheeky way of trying to get free meals. I thought it was interesting. Smart move. It's genius, yeah. I, I think <laughs> I would equate Salvador Dali, he was like the OG Kanye, like just way too crazy, but really good at what he does. Kanye. Yeah. Um definitely then, yeah, he had a list of the stereotype quotes. of like eccentric artists. Like Yeah. That's um, exactly what he was. hundred uh, percent. a couple weird quotes from him that I thought was crazy, but uh on the topic of if he did drugs, Dolly said, I don't do drugs, I am drugs. Okay. <laughs> okay. I thought you were gonna say, I don't do drugs, drugs do me. <laughs> That would be a lot better. Although, I mean, he was... I am drugs. Yeah, that's pretty good. I am drugs, but doesn't he... Like, he was... So, I guess he's, like, saying he's all drugs? Because he was... I, he he suffered know. from addiction, apparently. Yeah. Um, someone asked if he was a madman, and he said, the only difference between a madman and me is that I am not mad. <laughs> <laughs> like, it doesn't answer the question Correct. at all. That's... Yeah. Hmm. And then... Um, on the topic of this is back whenever he was like saying if he like identified as being a surrealist or you know and he was like kind of getting kicked out of he was being like excommunicated by this by the surrealist um in an interview apparently he said the difference between surrealists and me is that i am a surrealist so he loved to answer <laughs> questions in that manner and it was like can you imagine me like you finally get an interview with the salvador dolly and he's answering questions like that it's like come dude you're not answering these questions at all um (laughs) and then years after his death his body was exhumed and apparently his mustache was still intact in like his super waxy mustache was like on his decaying skin which is gross but wow trivial knowledge nonetheless why'd they exhume his body uh, I think to relocate it to like one of the oh, okay, yeah, got it. Oh no, it was for a, a DNA testing of some sort, I believe. Oh, that's okay. That's even more mysterious. But all right, um, very good. We, liked, we like cliffhangers on this show. Yeah. Well, maybe you can. Uh, I'll I'll talk about my topic if you're looking there. But sure, yeah, talk about. Um, your topic. So good last idea. week, well, Herb actually, Herb Relescence on Twitter, Herb reminded us that he had suggested a hot seat topic a while ago and we probably just ignored it or forgot to write it down because i remember it but studio ghibli the japanese animation studio um i've seen a couple of their movies but i did a little more research on the background of the studio and uh hopefully hibbs has come up with some interesting questions about them Uh, not not to the level of intensity that you went with salvador dali those were fantastic questions oh okay I only have four questions for you here. All right. But 
You crushed it. But before we move on completely, on 26th of June, 2017, a judge in Madrid announced for Salvador Dali's body to be exhumed in order to gain, um, in order to get DNA for a paternity test because someone was just claiming that he was, you know, uh, he was his son or Salvador was his dad. Mm. It was a paternal suit. Um, You know, obviously he wanted money type of thing. So that's why they... That's why his body was exhumed per your original question. Got it. But Salvador Dali, he was on the hot seat, but now he's on the back burner. Moving on to studio. Yeah, and that was some, is it Ghibli or Ghibli? Ghibli, soft Ghibli. G would probably be the best way to say soft it. Soft G, Ghibli. Yeah. Ghibli. Because in Japanese, it's like Ghibli would be like more accurate, but Ghibli. Okay. Yeah, Ghibli. Or, or Ghibli even. Yes, studio Ghibli. What do you got for me? All right, Demo, you're on the Studio Ghibli hot seat. All right. <laughs> Almost rhymes. Um, real easy one, and you've pretty much just answered it in your introduction. But for those that don't know anything about it, what country is Studio Ghibli located in? Japan. Japan. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. All right, moving on. Uh, what gift was presented to Harvey Weinstein when he suggested altering the movie Princess Mononoke? Mononoke. In order to make, in order to make it, in his opinion, more marketable. Mononoke. What gift? Mononoke. Oh, oh, that's what you. I thought you said okay, and I was like, I'm not done with the question yet. Calm down. Mononoke. Yeah, Japanese. I don't know anything about Japanese language. I read this okay a, like a week ago when I did my very Welcome first to read through. My world. Uh-huh. <sighs> I mean, I think a fair case can be made that this is. I mean, this is very easily the worst thing that Harvey Weinstein has done. Is suggested to change. Stop it. Um, dang it. I remember this too. And I... Was it like a sword? Was it a Japanese sword? It's, yeah, exactly. I was going to say it's a little kind of... It's kind of oxymoronic. And it was a genuine Japanese sword with the simple message of no cuts. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know if it was like a a threat or a gift or like... I mean, because you use a sword to cut things, so I think I, that's why I think it's interesting, or or it's oh, ironic yeah. is like, or unless it was like a threat, like it hey, was a really dull Japanese sword. I, I guess <laughs> you know all those all that Japanese craftsmanship is known for being shoddy and dull. No um, cuts. Hmm. No yeah. cuts. Uh, a follow up to that question is: What movie was edited upon its release in North America that expired? That expired. That inspired this new rule within the company. Well, so it was for, you said Princess Mononoke was, he wanted to edit. So it was probably before that then. Correct. Yes. I really hope you know this because I have no idea how to pronounce it. That was in 1997, Princess Mononoke. So it had to be before then. I think I read about this too because they like changed a lot of it. They changed like some of the main. Right. Yeah. They, they changed it enough that it, yeah. Completely different movie. Um, right. Yeah, they changed it enough that it was like, oh, well, we can, like, let's discuss cuts in the future a little more. Like, no, <laughs> and you don't know can't. how to pronounce it, so it must be something with a name in it. <laughs> what could it be? Um, I can give you the the name that it was released in America under, oh, and then you sure. can tell me the, the original okay. title, maybe. Uh, so it was edited, edited to being Warriors of the Wind. Mm. Oh, the it's like the the wind of... Nasica or something yeah, like that. Yeah, like Na- Nasuika of the Valley of the Wind or of Wind or yeah, I don't know what Nasuika is. N a u s i c a a. Glad you did your thorough research on these names, Hibs. Dude, how do you look up <laughs> Japanese pronunciation? I guess I could just like, go watch on a YouTube. YouTube. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, but the thing is, like, I don't know anything about Japanese pronunciation. Even if I look it up, because I've done it with other things. Even when I look it up, I'm like, I. Once it's in front of me, I can't read it. Um, Things called Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. Of the Valley of the Wind, yes. And that was actually not a Studio Ghibli movie, but it was directed by Hayao Miyazaki. So hmm. it was like the one that... Anyway, go ahead. Continue. No, yeah. Great, great, great information. Uh, Studio uh, Ghibli is responsible for creating the only non-English language a non-English language film to win an Oscar for the best animated feature. What movie did they produce or create that won this title? I believe that would be Spirited Away in 2001. 
2001, Spirited Away. Have you seen it? I haven't. Neither have I. I've been meaning to, but I need to. And then your final and last question on Studio Ghibli. What was the studio's first fully digital feature? Ooh. Hmm. Was it the one about the neighbors? Mm-hmm. That's correct. It's called, With like, My Seth Neighbors, Rogan. the... Mm-hmm. You got all the, the English the parts The family down. name, the family name. I mean, it's I'll give you a... a I mean, it's an A at the beginning. Kinda. Oh, kind of. There's an A in it. <laughs> I was gonna yeah. say, like, it's like, it's like Armanda. I oof. The Yamadas. Yamada. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My neighbor, the Yamada. My neighbor's the Yamadas. Correct. There, there it is. Go. Easy wow. peasy first I got try. it. <laughs> Good job, Nemo. <laughs> first digital. Yeah, because they're... Go ahead. Sorry, finish your... No, that was it. No, you're doing great. Keep talking. You go. You go now. Well, I was just going to say that they've been... Like, Hayao Miyazaki is very traditional in the way he does animation. And he does... He's, like, really against a lot of the newer... Right. No Yeah. No, oh. no digital storyboards, no, right. uh, you know, no computer animated stuff. They wanted to do everything traditionally because he felt like it had a more, you know, human feel and it just was a better end product. So right. it was kind of a big step for them to do, to do a fully digital movie like that. But yeah, he doesn't, uh, they don't do like scripts or they just start drawing and they just go from there. They apparently, they don't have, they discover the script as they go, which is crazy. Or I guess impressive is a better way of putting it. Not crazy. I don't want to knock them because. But before we get into any more, Timo, you're off the hot seat. Nicely done, man. That was. Thank you. That was a difficult one. There was that was. I could have really gotten into the weeds with like. Yeah, there's a lot of movies, but and yeah, I mean obviously that's what they do. Other facts. Yeah. Ghibli, the name, comes from an Arabic word meaning hot desert wind. Correct thought you might ask me about that so studio ghibli i thought because it also it was also i couldn't find a direct um yeah it was like there's an italian word that also comes from that arabic word and it was also a world war ii spy plane right i think that's coincidental but yeah right i mean so that's the thing i couldn't find a. I couldn't find a uh just my luck and how this podcast typically goes i would have asked like you know what Night, what World War II spy plane is the... And, and you'd be like, like um, actually, it was a desert yeah. wind. <laughs> it's like, well, yes, that too. Um, so, in addition to Hayao Miyazaki, who is who a lot of people associate with Studio Ghibli, the other two co-founders were Isao Takahata and Toshio Suzuki. Okay. Th- thought you might ask about that. Takahata was a, another animator and director of a lot of their... Or some of their movies. And then Toshio Suzuki was more of like a producer executive type guy oh um miyazaki's son actually directed a movie for studio ghibli in 2006 called tales from earth sea mm-hmm. i don't know i thought it was interesting that his son also directed a movie for them but he was right. kind of miyazaki was hesitant to allow his son to direct that movie because he didn't feel like he was ready he felt like he was too young to like get a full director's job right away but classic dad yeah yeah uh, i thought maybe you'd ask about the I thought maybe you'd ask about the logo of Studio Ghibli, which is uh, Totoro. Yeah. The creature from My Neighbor Totoro. You like the whole name? It's kind of all the facts I had written down. down. Yeah. Neighbors and castles. There's a lot. There's several movies that have those in the title. But anyway, interesting topic. I need to watch more of their movies. Obviously, I haven't seen Spirited Away, which is like the the one that you should see. Yeah, it's absolutely just beautiful, apparently. And the, the animation, from what I saw in my research, looks very unique yeah yeah i mean it's not pixar so it's it's just different which is not a bad yeah and it's a lot different than um animated disney movies which is kind of what is the inspiration for a lot of stuff that you see in 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 western culture like that right style yeah and a lot of the animated series or animated movies i'm sorry animated movies now seem to be more like three-dimensional like they're trying to be as realistic as possible right and i think uh i can't remember the name of it but uh Ghibli's only produced one three-dimensional film. We enjoy this hot seat segment, and we hope you enjoy it as well. Uh, These two topics were suggested to us by listeners of the show. If you have topics that you would like to see in the hot seat segment or just a question about the weekly news that you think should be featured, uh, send us an email to triviarewrites at gmail.com or we are on Twitter at triviarewrites. We do not have any new emails this week. We did get one 
tweet, a follow-up tweet from Clay uh, regarding his suggestions last week. Um, he said the ABA, and as I was reading through, I said, did he mean the American Bar Association? And apparently he meant the American Basketball Association, the old rival league to the NBA, which is probably more interesting than the Association American of Lawyers. Ball. But yeah. Probably. No offense to the lawyer <laughs> listeners, but... And then he also liked the idea of the Dallas, the city versus Dallas, the TV show. So maybe that's something we can explore in a later episode. Yeah, um, that'd be fun, I think. But next week, did you have a topic that you wanted to explore further in the hot seat segment? I did. I am going to, I think it was also Clay that suggested this one as well. Yes. And I'm going to do coffee. Coffee. Coffee beans, coffee, the, I guess, <laughs> drink production of it. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, we'll stick with like just the actual drink itself. Let's not get into a whole like who won the barista competition of 2020 yeah. or whatever. Okay, the drink itself. The yes. drink of coffee. Correct. I can do that. And then nice. I am going to be doing, as suggested by Texas Mom, American Samoa and maybe potentially the capital itself of Pago Pago, which is what she suggested. But we'll do the country in, as a whole. I'm excited American for that. Samoa. Yeah. Every, that's usually, like, typically my favorite hot seat is locations. Those are always most interesting in my opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah. That'll be a good hot seat for you, being the hot seat on America Samoa. <laughs> okay. We'll get the Dwayne, quit Dwayne the Rock Johnson to guest star. We won't. If only. If only that were true. Um, I think that's all we have for this week, unless you had anything else to add. Nothing from me. No. I well, will say we, that next week oh. will be my last recording for a while. I'm doing a hiatus, and you're going to do... Are you doing guest? I think I'm potentially going to have some guest hosts for... Guests. I mean, you could ask yourself trivia questions. <laughs> it would be like like playing chess by yourself. That would be hilarious. Yeah, that'd be quite the... <laughs> that'd be quite the individual rant of a podcast where I was just really like asking myself trivia questions. No, I'm going to be... Exploring the possibility of bringing guests to Sans. We'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, if you don't have anything else to add, Hibs, we will talk to you all next week. Enjoy your evening. Have a good one. Take it easy. <laughs> Sorry, I kind of ended abruptly there. <laughs> what did you want me to say? I didn't know if you were done or not. I was. Yeah. Okay. I'm done. Did you? Are you done? Are we, are we leaving that in there? Yeah. Take Walk. it easy. I'll give you one. <laughs> there. That's good. <laughs>